I'm your host, Riri. Welcome to Reimagining Life from Pain to Purpose, where you'll find a community focused on resilience and perseverance, sharing untold stories of hope and rebuilding while dealing with major life interruption. This podcast is made by and for people in the process of reimagining their lives. We're here to raise the voices of those who often suffer in silence, living with chronic pain and or disability. This space is for you. We encourage you to get involved. So stick around and let's jump right into the next episode. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming acupuncturist Dr. Devorah Walder to the podcast. Dr. Walder holds a doctorate in acupuncture and advanced study certificates in acupuncture detox, acupuncture injection therapy, cosmetic acupuncture, life fertility biotherapy, neuropathy pain management, and pre- and post-surgical support. Dr. Walder runs her own acupuncture and integrative healing center and has many years of experience working with patients with chronic conditions that require a wide variety of care. We'll learn from Dr. Walder about uses of acupuncture and how it works with Eastern versus Western medicine. Though acupuncture is an ancient practice started thousands of years ago in China, we still don't have many words in the English language that enable us to convey all that acupuncture has to offer. In this episode, we hope to demystify acupuncture and learn how it can help members of the Reimaginer community. Welcome to Dr. Devorah Walder. Thank you so much for joining us on the Reimagining Life podcast. Yes, thank you for having me on your podcast. You're welcome. So we're really interested in hearing your perspective as a practitioner who works with people in our community who are living with chronic illness, pain, and or disability. I'd love if you could give me just a little bit of a a taste of how can acupuncture and what you do help people in this community with chronic pain and disability? Absolutely. Um, One of the best ways that our therapies help patients with chronic pain and disabilities is through, I would say, primarily two functions. One is the ability of the combination of acupuncture with some of the other modalities that we include, um, the way that that helps with inflammation. And the other part of it is the interaction with the nervous system. And inflammation and the nervous system, of course, are also interrelated, um, although in different ways. And the combination of using acupuncture along with microcurrent and electric stim and ozone therapy, which are all modalities that we utilize in our office, are extremely helpful in in lowering both inflammation as well as harmonizing and calming the nervous system. Great. And so for people who have never tried acupuncture, can you give a little bit of sort of a a very 30 second preview of, you know, how it helps or in what way can, can people expect to benefit or hope to benefit? For sure. So acupuncture, which most people probably have heard of, um, is based on an ancient system of healing, which has been found to be effective consistently over thousands of years. So what's great about that is we don't have to reinvent anything. We have 
endless numbers of anecdotal evidence of its usefulness. And then, you know, in more recent times, um, research-based evidence from clinical trials. Basically, acupuncture works with the body's energy, which is considered to run in channels. Primary channels are called meridians. And there's an idea that if there is any kind of restriction in the energetic system, that that can be reconnected through the use of acupuncture or sometimes acupressure on various points throughout the body. So that the act of acupuncture itself uh, is very simple. We use sterile, single-use, very thin needles to stimulate the energetic system in any one of these different spots um, on the body. It's pretty painless and induces a deep state of relaxation almost immediately. That's amazing. Thank you for that description. So I know that you've worked for many years in this field. Can you share with us sort of what have you learned through your practice and perspective of particularly working with people who have these chronic ongoing conditions rather than more acute care? Can you share what you've learned and what you find most hopeful? Yes, definitely. Well, as anyone who has experienced chronic pain knows, there are a lot of aspects of what that means in your lived experience. There's the pain itself, and there's the intersection of the psychology. What is this going to prevent me from doing? Waking up each day, like, what's today going to be like? Am I going to be able to do regular, everyday things? Is today going to be a bad day? Is today going to be a good day? And all of that is part, as you well know, of of living life with chronic pain. Absolutely. Acupuncture comes in because it is a holistic support. It helps support the patients more than just at the physical level. Um, in Western culture, we don't have a lot of communication skills to talk about energetics without people thinking, oh, that's weird or that's woo or what is that? <laughs> um, at the same time, we all know what it feels like. I'll just give a, a general example. You know when you're around people, if they feel good to be around or if they don't feel good to be around. If you want to be around a person or you don't want to be around a person, you know you have natural attractions and sort of revulsions to different people. <laughs> um, and and so that's an easy example that most people can relate to. Of, oh, yes, I actually do have an energetic experience. So with acupuncture, we're able to affect, yes, the physical pain, yes, the emotional pain, but also the energetic pain. And um, that is harder to put into words because we don't have a lot of descriptive words for that in English um, or in our culture. But when a person comes for acupuncture, you know, we're, we've gotten used to these buzz phrases of body, mind, or body, mind, spirit. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. know what that all means, but the experience of receiving acupuncture is that you feel calm. You feel a mental calm. You feel like a psychic calm and you feel a body level calm. And the intersection of all of that 
I think is one of the greatest gifts of what this medicine has to offer is even, even if we don't have all the right words for it, the lived experience of feeling hopeful, of feeling seen, um, of, of feeling like there is some place you can go that is going to validate your experience psychologically as well as on a spirit level um, with what you're experiencing is really unique and pretty precious. Absolutely. And I like the way that you describe it. I don't think I've ever heard people refer to sort of energetic pain, Um, but it sounds like acupuncturists are much more than acupuncturists in the traditional way people think of it as it's someone who you know, inserts these needles, but it sounds like it's much more comprehensive. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So, I mean, there's an aspect of what I do and what other people who do acupuncture do that I'm a technician to a certain extent, but what's really happening there is I feel a little bit more like a conductor. It's interesting. Yeah. And so over the years, of your working in this field, have you found that there are any, not necessarily trends, but any sort of themes or things that help your patients more, especially those dealing with the long-term conditions? The short answer is yes. (laughs) Um, The long answer is I, I do feel like there are certain phases that we go through. For example, as a collective, we've all been going through this phenomenon of COVID. And the, the different kinds of chronic conditions that people see, you know, people experience, whether they're related to that, whether they're related to um, some autoimmune condition, which I think, I think it's an intersection of different things arise into the collective, you know, population at different times. And we come up with different languaging at different times. Um, and research continues to develop where we have more insight from a Western medical perspective as well as a holistic medicine perspective. So in terms of what kinds of things I see help, I would say that there is, let's take the example of fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, Fibromyalgia for people that experience it is all too real. Unfortunately, there has for a long time been this kind of question because it's not something you can just put your finger on like oh there's a wound here let's call it x it's mm-hmm. such a chronic and a whole body experience that's different from one person to the next that it's it's very hard to classify it in a very like tidy kind of right. a way and so oftentimes um it will get dismissed or oh it's in your head or You know, it doesn't fit into some little box. And so therefore, you know, is it real? Is it not real? You know, there's all this kind of stuff that for a person who's experiencing it, it couldn't be more real. Mm -hmm. And um, they need to be seen and heard for what their particular experience is, even if that person's experience morphs from one day to the next or one season to the next, which it often does. Acupuncture... um, One of the things I've learned more and more with time is the use of acupuncture in the U.S. um, compared to how it was used traditionally and how it is still sometimes used in traditional 
Chinese hospitals for traditional Chinese medicine, which has to do with frequency of visits. Hmm. And I think a lot of Western practitioners of acupuncture have been trained oftentimes to underdose where you know people come in, let's say once a week or even less often, and maybe they feel a little bit better. But it's really hard to get the full efficacy of the medicine, where I think by design, certainly at the beginning of treatment, it's enormously more effective if the person comes for visits frequently, um, mm-hmm. closer together. And uh, my patients will have heard me say this before. It's sort of like if you were to have a headache and it was recommended that you take an aspirin and you licked the edge of the aspirin. most likely you still have the headache because you didn't really take the full dose of the medicine. And with acupuncture, because we are such a time-limited and often financially limited culture when it comes to healthcare expenses um, and things being out of pocket, it's often hard for people to make the time commitment to come in as often as they really need to to get the benefit of the medicine. And I have seen time and again the difference of when people do come in really often, maybe three times a week for a month or two or even three months, how absolutely significant the healing process is rather than when people sort of dabble. Mm-hmm. Um, the dabbling has has benefit, but it's not the same. And right. and it's a it's a logistical hurdle more times than not, and one that I'm totally sympathetic to as a busy person who, you know, we all budget and, you know, things get expensive when it's out of pocket. But that's one thing that I would love for people to really understand is how beneficial it can be when you come frequently at the beginning of treatment and really uh, make a big hurdle in the healing process that later could turn into what I would call like me. A maintenance approach where maybe the person comes once a week or twice a month or once a month, something like that. Yeah, I think that's really helpful that you can sort of give that perspective because I think for those of us who are searching for help and other things to try, you know, with things that are less known, let's say, in Western mm-hmm. medicine, it's hard to sort of gauge, well, what's a fair trial? And Absolutely. You know, how do, I, how do I do that? So I think that's really helpful. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of training, like when training to become an acupuncturist, are there specialized trainings that you or others take specifically for working with people with chronic pain? Yes. So to become a licensed acupuncturist um, in the United States, you have to do a master's degree program. And those programs are based on hours, and they typically range from three to four years to complete. And now inside of our profession, we have both a master's level and a doctorate level. And the profession as a whole is moving more towards the doctorate level. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time that I graduated, that wasn't yet the case. So I have, after having done my master's degree, which was a four-year program, I then went back and did a doctorate. Mm. Um, and not everyone who's a licensed acupuncturist has done that. And that doesn't mean anything about their skill necessarily. Um, Mm -hmm. but there are different specialties that a practitioner can, can choose. 
um, chronic pain being one of them. Mm. Okay. Interesting. And, and you mentioned these other sort of complementary modalities. Yes. I don't, I don't know, you know, for people who are listening from anywhere in the United States, are the, are these types of modalities, do they vary much? Or I'm thinking of someone who really wants to give acupuncture a try. You know, how do they know if they should be looking for someone with all of these additional things to offer? Or how, how should they go about, you know, finding someone? Sure. That's a great question. So generally speaking, I would say that finding a practitioner in your area who has a focus on chronic pain or chronic conditions uh, is the way to go. Not every practitioner focuses on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people focus on acute or sports. Um, Some people are fertility focused. Other people maybe have the niche, whether it's sleep disorders or eye issues or Mm -hmm. migraines or anxiety. Many of those things can, of course, be chronic pain conditions, but looking for someone who specifically has a chronic pain focus. um, I happen to think that of the complementary modalities, that ozone therapy is an extremely effective one, especially with chronic conditions. And looking for a practitioner who incorporates that would be a good option. Uh, I think that is more of a, a specialty niche amongst the practitioners, but is becoming a little bit more common. Um, yeah, it, interviewing the acupuncturists in your area to see who has a chronic pain specialty would be the way to go. Okay, that's that's a very helpful tip. Yeah. Okay, that's more important than what level of degree they have, whether it's a master's or a doctorate. It would I would say it's more important what their experience is and their success mm-hmm. rates with that population. That's a great point. Okay, that's important. And so do you have, can you talk a little bit about, like you mentioned, ozotherapy? Can you give us a little bit about how you use these other modalities or how you think they're helpful? In our clinic, we incorporate those as needed. Okay. So a visit in my clinic may look different from one visit to the next for any given patient. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on what's going on with that person at that time, we craft a treatment plan that includes various modalities, not all of which are done at each visit. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of factors that go into what to do on a given day that I think is more than I can give over in this kind of a setting. Um, Sure. Some of the benefits of ozone is that it works as a natural detox. Mm -hmm. So it it helps purify toxins in the body. And um, because it's antiviral, antibiotic, antifungal, antiparasitic, and a natural immune booster, it helps the body, you know, push out what it doesn't need, reduce inflammation, oxygenate directly into the cells and rejuvenate it it actually resets the mitochondria so it helps produce energy in the body and um that that the effects of that are really remarkable so it helps with things like brain fog any kind of neurological condition and a, a lot of chronic pain patients of course have you know 
comorbidities. So there's, Mm -hmm. you know, often, or even I would go as far as to say always multiple things occurring. Yeah. And it's a great approach um, that intersects extremely well with the benefits of acupuncture. I love using them together. That's great. Okay. And so from the, from the patient's point of view, is there anything that we as patients who are coming to you with huge hopes of help can do to sort of make your job easier or help facilitate absolutely for absolutely because acupuncture is one piece in the puzzle and a person's Mm -hmm. choices in their lifestyle is going to make a huge difference so a person who is staying well hydrated resting um, having good nutrition avoiding inflammatory foods like you know if someone is like pounding coffee and eating sugar and a lot of processed food I mean it's sort of a no-brainer that they're not probably going to feel as well as a person who is nourishing their body with healthy, nutritious food that's easily absorbed and easy to digest. So, you know, what, what is happening between visits in terms of hydration, nutrition, um, mental health, whether they're having support from other therapeutic providers and or doing mindfulness exercises on their own, doing physical exercise to the extent that they're physically able. I mean, I see a wide range of patients from those that really don't have a lot of physical ability at all um, to others that, you know, basically have full physical ability, just hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, what the person is doing between visits makes a huge difference. That's very helpful to know. Okay. Thank you. And, and specifically uh, on the day that a person comes for treatment, uh-huh. it's, it's always best if they've not sugar loaded and <laughs> they come, uh-huh. in, come <laughs> in having eaten and, you know, and hydrated. Um, okay. In school, we used to have a teacher that everyone knew in her clinic that if they came in having not eaten, she was going to feed them still crackers. So they better, <laughs> they better not come in on an empty <laughs> Um, but really wow. it's because you know if you start moving energy um and the person hasn't eaten and hasn't anything to drink they're like they're, the possibility that they could potentially pass out or something of that nature is higher and i have a no mm. passing out policy at my office <laughs> you need to come in you know as well as you're able to be and then we can work from there it's definitely okay. a partnership yeah, I think that's really helpful for people to know, you know, what to expect and what can they do because it's also exactly it's a it's a working together type thing. It's not just, you know, you go to someone and expect them to be able to cure you. Exactly. Well, this is really helpful info for me. Um, and I hope other people will find it helpful too. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Maybe maybe some I don't know. Do you have any particular patient story that comes to mind that you might be able to share with us? Well, I I think my parting comment would be that I think it is really important to remember the vastness of the body's capacity for healing. Mm-hmm. And especially when a person is experiencing chronic conditions and chronic pain, 
it's easy to shut down and think, well, this is it. You know, this is as good as it's going to get. And it's really important to stay hopeful as, as best as one can. We can't always be, you know, in a sunny disposition. That's normal in human nature. But mm-hmm. to remember that the capacity of the human body for healing is very, very vast. I think that's a great point to end on. <laughs> Thank you and so much. You are for... so welcome. And and we will leave um, information about how people can contact you after listening to the episode in, in case they want more information or if they want to find you. Absolutely. Um, and if people are looking for uh, referrals in their area that aren't in my area, I'd be more than happy to help direct folks if I know people where they live. Oh, thank you so much. That's That's very generous of you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, And I hope that people find this helpful and that they will, you know, really give acupuncture a try and take all of these important points with them and hopefully have the best possible outcome. Great. Going me on, it was fun doing this episode. Thank you so much. As Dr. Walder describes, acupuncture is very unique. It's not like a math problem where there's one clear answer and solution. Many acupuncture clinics integrate the traditional thin needles along with complementary therapies such as microcurrent, electric stim, and ozone therapy to help boost the effects of acupuncture and healing for their patients. Each person's experience with acupuncture may be very different. For those of us with chronic pain or disability, acupuncture can help with inflammation and calming the nervous system. Many people feel a mental calm and a body level calm immediately with treatment. We also learned some important things that we as patients can do prior to our acupuncture appointments. The first thing is make sure you get good rest. Also stay hydrated. And the third thing is eat healthily. So don't come to an acupuncture appointment when you've skipped a meal and are super tired. Another important factor in successful treatment is the frequency of visits, especially in the early days of treatment. Depending on a person's condition, they may need to be seen two to three times a week for the first month, which can be a scheduling and financial burden, but it's important to get what Dr. Walder describes as the full benefit of treatment. Thanks for listening to Reimagining Life from Pain to Purpose. We're always interested to hear your feedback and questions. So leave a review and drop us a note at reimagininglifepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram. We hope you'll tune in for the next episode.